You're listening to Fit Girl Talk Radio with your host, Sarah Thomas. Sarah has been a nationally certified personal trainer since 2010, specializing in women's fitness, has a bachelor's degree in nutrition and exercise physiology, and is an IPE bikini pro bodybuilder, all while being a wife, a mom, business owner, and frequent traveler. In each episode, Sarah and her guests will discuss all things related to self-growth, health, wellness, fitness, and nutrition. So grab a coffee, get comfy, and join Join them for some Fit Girl Talk. Hey guys, I'm your host, Sarah Thomas, and I'm so excited you tuned into Fit Girl Talk Radio today. Um, well, I always have a disclaimer before we start an episode lately, so I'll tell you right now that I am sick and I have a cold and um, like a cough and a runny nose. Um, so of course I panicked last night and I, you know, scheduled a rapid test for this morning for COVID. I'm negative. I already got it back. Um, but it really couldn't be better timing with our guest today because we have on Dr. Bindia Gandhi. She is from Atlanta, Georgia, and she's double board certified by the American Board of Family Medicine, as well as the American Board of Integrative and Holistic Physicians. I literally just reread all of that from her bio because it was just so much information. Um, but she's awesome. She is very active on her social media, which I love to see from an MD. Um, not only that, but she also talks so much about holistic um, and functional medicine. Um, she does yoga. Oh yeah, she's yoga certified and a Reiki master. Like all things I love to see. I told her before we started recording, um, like this is the doctor that I have been looking for my whole life. Um, somebody with the education, scientific background, um, double board certified, but yet also holistic, respects nutrition and fitness and yoga and medica um, meditation, like all of these things that you want in somebody that's taking care of you and your body. Um, I'm so excited to have her on. Um, without further ado, Dr. Mindia, welcome and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you so much for having me. And you said my name right, so that's awesome. <laughs> so yes, um, Sarah, I am a double board certified um, doctor in family medicine as well as integrative and functional medicine. My job is to get to the root cause of medical problems. I've been practicing this way for about um, six years or so. Um, I always knew this was the path I wanted to go down because you know, in medical school, even though we were learning about um, diseases and we were learning about um, how to treat the diseases, I knew something was wrong. I didn't want to always prescribe a prescription to treat patients. And so, um, yeah, once I got into um, later half of medical school, that's when I started getting my yoga certification and my Reiki certification. And people thought I was a weirdo because nobody knew about yoga and Reiki 10, 15 years ago. Um, and so I was really determined to incorporate that into my practice. And in residency, I dabbled some more, learned more about nutrition and supplements and different various conditions. And, you know, I will tell you, it was because I got sick that also pushed me over. You know, the conventional medical model failed me. I had a rash on my face um, that didn't go away. I saw all the top doctors at our program. Um, I had biopsies done, I had testing done, and everything came back negative. And I was like, doesn't make sense. You know, I know there's something wrong with me. I just don't know what it is. And so I was fortunate to work with an integrative and functional medicine doctor 
finding out that I had food sensitivities, gut issues, hormonal imbalances, and actually celiac, um, that was actually the bottom underlying reason of everything, um, not just stress. So stress was one component, but it was it was a bunch of things that took havoc on my body at one time. And I was grateful to, you know, work with a really good doctor to kind of heal myself. And of course that just pushed me to want to help other people because I have experience. I know what it feels like to be sick. I know what it feels like when you go to doctor after doctor and they kind of make it sound like it's in your head or they brush it off. Like it's just stress or whatever, you know? So yeah, um, that's my journey. And you know, I, I, I love what I do and I love my patients and I love seeing people get better. Oh my God. I can guarantee you so many women listening just now were like, oh my God, where can I find this lady? Cause that's <laughs> amazing. Not only everything I said, I didn't know that that was where, you know, that that was part of your story that you went through all of that as well, because so many people can relate to that. Um, so that's just so amazing. I'm so excited. I found you. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, so the real reason why I brought Dr. Bendia on is because I found her on social media um, talking a lot about COVID. And whether you're sick of hearing it or not, um, I'll be honest, I kind of stopped listening to a lot of it, to be honest. Um, it's just, it's heavy. It doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Um, I've adjusted to the masks and the hand sanitizer and the face wa or hand washing. Um, so you know, I kind of feel like I've stopped listening. However, I have a toddler and my husband travels for his job. I hope to be able to travel with him a lot more again soon for that, um, like I was before COVID. So it is relevant and it's still something that I need to know about and everybody else does too, especially as the season's changing into winter. Um, what does that mean at this point? So first of all, why don't you tell us your personal experience with you and your family and COVID? Yeah, so, um, you know, when, in January, when, and, and I'm coming to you as a physician, in January, when we heard about COVID, you know, we really were like, oh, we were getting mixed data from, from our government, from the CDC, and I had patients that worked at the CDC, so I always tried to get the inside information, like, well, what's going on with COVID? So the coronavirus, guys, wasn't new. It's not a new virus, right? And so, um there are different strands of coronavirus. So in January, we were just, we were told, oh, it's not a big deal, nothing to worry about. Well, February comes, we're like, okay, something, something's up, right? But it wasn't until end of February, we were like, crap, this is, this is going to be big. Like, this is, we're about to get hit badly. Um, and mind you, our government is still telling us, no, everything is good. Everything is good. But by this point, we're like, we're about to, we're about to get hit badly. So of course, um, you know, we took a back step when the pandemic really hit in March. We took a back step um, in our business. We made everything virtual. We were really diligent, very strict about hand wash. We've always been strict about hand washing, sanitizers, like everybody else, um, wearing a mask, that kind of thing. Um, so I live in Georgia, and you know, rules and regs. Um, our government, we only actually really shut down for three weeks actually it was only wasn't more than that and so like april 24th our governor opened back up the um economy for you know for phase one and i will say that um you know i think a lot of people in georgia were really stripped the first few weeks the first four months i think everybody's freaked out back in april march april but i think they got tired by may by may june i think people got tired now our family was still pretty strict you know i started seeing patients back in the office we had a lot of PPE. We're really diligent, but you know, um, my I have two daughters. Um, 
and uh, I had to think about this, almost 11 month old and a two and a half, two and a half year old. And, you know, they were in a Montessori school um, before COVID, but we had to pull them out and we didn't feel safe with them going. And also because, you know, I am a medical provider, I just, did, just didn't feel safe. So they were at home and we needed some help. So my mom was helping us out for a little bit. My in-laws were helping us out. Well, it was getting too much for them. So we decided to hire a nanny. We hired a nanny who we were super, super grateful for. She's actually amazing. Um, but we actually ended up getting COVID through her. So one of the mistakes we made, and I'm, and I'm, I'll tell you like it is, is I'm, I'm, my husband and I are very particular about anything we do, washing hands, hand sanitizers, everything. Um, but we did make a mistake of when we hired this nanny, we weren't checking her temperature every morning. Um, and we were not making her wear a face mask to our house. Now, everywhere we went, every time we left the house, we wore a face mask. And she was coming into our house and she wasn't wearing a face mask. I had talked to other of my colleagues about how they were doing stuff with their nanny and none of them were making their nannies wear a face mask around their kids because they didn't want it to be awkward for the kids or to scare the kids. Um, and also she has two daughters her, of her own. Um, um, her daughters are I think like eight and three. So I know she wasn't doing anything reckless. I know she wasn't doing anything. So we just were like, oh, not a big deal. We trust her. She's just going from home to, to our house to her house. And I'm just going to my office and home, right? And I'm always protected. Like I'm changing my clothes before I come home, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, we ended up getting it from our nanny. She got sick first and then my girls got sick. My mom was over, so she ended up getting sick. Um, I got sick afterwards, my husband. And that weekend, it just happened to be a weekend that my in-laws happened to come visit their grandkids. And so they got sick too. Um, all of us did pretty well, or not, I should say did, did fine for the most part, except my father-in-law. Unfortunately, he got hit badly. Um, he's 72 years old, he's a male. Um, no health problems, no health issues, but he did end up going to the hospital, ended up in the ICU, did end up on the vent. Um, it was pretty scary, um, actually really, really scary. We thought maybe we were gonna lose him at one point. But fortunately, by the grace of God, a lot of prayers, a lot of support, um, having a really good medical team. Um, and also, again, we, we're fortunate where we have family family members or physicians that are ICU doctors and that kind of thing. So we did a lot of consulting, a lot of praying, and, and thankfully he's home, he's much better. He is requiring oxygen, um, even today, um, he's been weaned off. It still boggles my mind how my daughters, they were sick, they only had like maybe one or two days of fever and they were a little bit irritable. And my father-in-law had it so extreme. So the older you got, the older we got in our, in our household, we could see the effects of COVID. So my husband and I were completely fine. Maybe a week we were sick. Um, we had some fever, some body aches. Um, my mom and mother-in-law, they were really sick, a little bit more sick than us. We did have to take them to the emergency room a couple times just to get some fluids, just to get rehydrated. But my father-in-law was the worst. And of course, he's the oldest. So... It is a scary virus, um, especially for people with pre-existing conditions, people that have a body mass index over 25, um, especially if you have a body mass index over 30 or you're considered obese, you have diabetes, you have a history of autoimmune conditions, um, you're on medication, certain medications increase your risk. Um, you know, I know all the data, but my, when I look back, I'm like, why did my father-in-law get it so badly? And the only thing I can think of is that he's a male, maybe his testosterone level is low. Um, and as you age naturally, you lose a lot of antioxidants, you know? And so that's, that's the only thing that I can um, pinpoint it to. But yeah, it's a very 
a scary virus and it's really it's really real and the aftermath of it isn't so simple i mean it like when i see his recovery it really it really saddens me because had we been um stricter with our nanny even though we love her and we didn't think anything of it if we had um required her to wear a mask um maybe this could have been prevented and it's not her fault we're, we she's still our nanny to this day it's not her fault um we don't know how she got it but unfortunately that's just the nature of the virus sorry that was a long-winded question <laughs> and a long-winded answer no that it was perfect um and necessary so so moving forward through the end of the year um as a medical professional do you have any new tips or insight into what the winter is going to look like in the United States for us? Yeah, so I've been saying this for a long time. I'm really scared about COVID the second half or the last quarter, I should say, and mainly because it's cold and flu season. So cold and flu season isn't gonna change. There's also a lot of fall allergies. So people are who experience a lot of ragweed allergies. It's, it's hitting now, I see, I'm see i seeing it in clinic. Um, so we have all of that. And then we still have COVID. What I've seen is people become lax. So like, we've seen it throughout the whole summer. After Memorial Day, there was the rise, the cases rise at Rose, I should say, after uh, July 4th weekend, cases rose. Um, after Labor Day weekend, we're, we're seeing a surge in cases rising again. And so every holiday weekend, people get strict and they get tired of being at home, they get tired of being constricted, and it's like they let loose. When they let loose, it's like too loose, right? You know, kids have also gone back to school, colleges have restarted. Um, some, some schools are virtual, some are, are, are virtual and in-person. It's still combinations. So, you know, kids, just, just a reminder, kids are vectors. They are silent vectors. They may get it. They may have mild symptoms, but they're going to transmit it to elderly people. And that's what the scary part is, especially if there's elderly people in the household, grandparents, that kind of thing. <clears throat> so we're already concerned about that. But now you add on cold and flu season, and when kids go back to school, there's other viruses, not just not just influenza. Um, there's you know, I can't even think of like Coxsackie and rhinovirus, just other stuff, right? They're bringing that home too, so it ends up being a complication. So now we're worried about coronaviruses plus these these other viruses. I'm worried about the elderly. I'm worried about the at-risk population because I'm afraid they're going to be sick with the flu as well as COVID simultaneously. That's what I'm worried about, which is going to make recovery um, and sorry, treatment harder and recovery harder. Um, and so there is a concern there. You know, I've been saying this all the whole time is you want to make sure you're strengthening your immune system from day one, from now. So, so today you're healthy, strengthen your immune system, do some of those things so you can stay healthy right now. Work on prevention because if you are to get, if you were to get the coronavirus, um, then hopefully your body's strong enough to fight it. And that's honestly, when I look back at my mom, my mom, you know, has autoimmune conditions. She has Hashimoto's, thyroid issues. Um, you know, she has blood pressure issues, but you know what? She actually did better than my father-in-law who had no medical conditions. And the reason why is because my mom, even though she has these medical conditions and they may be chronic, she actually takes a lot of supplements and she actually eats pretty well, right? So there are things that you can do, and I think that's why her case of COVID-19 wasn't as bad compared to my father-in-law. So let's go there next. But first of all, you brought up the flu. Um, so let's say you're a family that <clears throat> you're really not doing much at all. You're pretty much staying isolated, but you are going to the grocery store, um, wearing a mask, doing everything you're supposed to do. Um, do you still recommend that everybody gets a flu shot? 
Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'll tell you this, especially more so this year than any other year, um, definitely get protected against the flu, especially elderly population and your kids, right? Those are the most vulnerable. Definitely want to get the flu shot unless you have an egg allergy or something like that. Then, of course, do not get the flu. Um, but talk to your doctor. It's People always think, I, um, if I get the flu shot, I'm going to get the flu. That's not the case. Um, it's, it is important now. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the prevention now that you were leading into. Um, let's start with nutrition and strengthening your immune system. Obviously, there's all the stuff that everybody knows. Eat your vegetables. Don't eat fast food. Watch the processed food, yada, yeah. yada. Okay, we know all that. Um, <clears throat> but let's talk about anything in specific that you can tell us right now, tangible things that we can go get and start eating um, to work for our nutrition to build that immune system up. Yeah, so you nailed it. Obviously, watch your sugar, 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 carbs, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if you have any food sensitivities, if, you're, if there are foods that cause inflammation, like dairy for some people, avoid that. That's the obvious stuff. Um, but one of my favorite hacks is like ginger, um, ginger, um, ginger honey teas, like just something like that, ginger lemon honey tea. So something that you make and you keep on hand at all times. I'm also a big fan of golden milk lattes, like all that turmeric, so important, so good for inflammation and just strengthens your immune system. I'm a big fan of medicinal mushrooms like reishi and shagas, you know, those are great for, especially the combo together to make into like a nice tea or the way I do it for my kids is kind of like a chocolate milk because it's, it's like chocolatey kind of, and it's so great and it's so good for your immune system. So those are just things that you can do, incorporate into your life um, that are easy. Another thing that I like to do is I love incorporating antioxidants, right? So um, I'm a big fan of matcha lattes because of the antioxidants in there. Um, I make smoothies with acai berry, with acai powder and like protein powder and that kind of thing. So you're getting your protein, but you're also getting super high dose of antioxidants. You know, we know this, eat your vegetables, eat your fruit. So, you know, if you stick to most of that stuff, you're going to be fine. But the other thing that I want to mention is sleep, making sure you're getting good sleep. Sleep is so important. Good quality restful sleep as well as managing your stress. I mean, I know we're all stressed right now and it's so easy to say, but this is where adaptogens come into play, right? So ashwagandha, so ashwagandha powder is great, you know, um, drinking teas, again, if you're a tea person, maybe with like L-theanine in it or something like chamomile calming. So lots of things out there to just make sure that you keep your stress at bay and keep your immune system strong. So um, all that stuff you talked about in the beginning, like the mushrooms and the um, ginger and all of that, yeah. um, is it as effective if you have it like in supplement form, like um, the Four Sigmatic, whatever, like that yeah. TH for the mushrooms? Um, I know some people get like turmeric uh, powder or capsules even. Is that just as effective or do you recommend like the fresh, real deal stuff? So I will say, uh, so some things are actually better in um, capsule forms than powders, you know? So for example, like um, turmeric, it's actually more potent when you get it in a capsule form versus making a uh, like a um, golden milk latte, but you know, some people are over supplements and some people are just like, I can't take any more. So that's when you, you incorporate it in your food. Yeah. And then like, even, um, so when I make, I love the four sigmatic teas, but, um, when I want a little bit more, I'm actually getting the whole powder and making the teas, my, like making it myself. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. So you led into stress. So let's go there next. Um, real, um, 
real benefits of meditation and yoga and, you know, taking a bath or whatever it is that calms you um, and why that is so important right now? Yeah, I mean, I know people think self-care is like a fad. It's not. It's important. It's necessary for everybody, especially all you moms out there. I'm a mom. I get it. Um, We're taking care of our kids. We're working from home. We're doing multiple things. We're juggling a lot of things. We're wearing a lot of hats and and we're overwhelmed and stressed. And the more we think about the pandemic, we freak out because we're like, oh my God, this isn't going anywhere. The situation is, we feel stuck and overwhelmed. Um, But stress is so important and we need to make time for ourselves. It's not selfish. It's necessary. So if you're able to guys get up 30 minutes earlier, I know it sounds Sometimes it sounds daunting like, oh my God, like you're interrupting my sleep. But my goodness, what a work, what a, what a big difference it makes just if you can exercise in the morning, you know, if you can meditate. And, and if you've never meditated in your life, it can be overwhelming and scary and hard. But you know what? There's so many apps right now. There's Headspace, there's Calm, there's YouTube videos. If you go on my page, I have like guided meditations I can I have on there. So you know, just find something that works and resonates for you, but start off with five minutes. Nobody's asking you to do a 30 minute meditation. Five minutes a day seems to be working well. Maybe we can do five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening, right? Um, But those five minutes of meditation really are so profound and they really have a lasting energy and a lasting effect throughout the day. Same thing with breathing techniques and breathing exercises. Add a couple minutes here, add a couple minutes there. You know, it works great. What I tell my moms um, or even a lot of my patients is when you go to the bathroom, that's like the only time maybe you feel like you have a little privacy do a couple minutes of breathing exercises while you're on the toilet. Like I promise it will still be therapeutic and it'll make a difference. So, um, and with kids and look, I'm going to be honest, I don't even have time to go to the bathroom by myself. (laughs) My kids are going to the bathroom with me. (laughs) I get it. I get it. But, but I will say my me time is usually when they're sleeping. Right. So it's usually early in the morning or late in the evening when they're sleeping. Um, and sometimes when they're napping, if you have a time, if you have time, you know, work out then, you know, that's what you got to do. But self-care is so important. And it's not just meditation. It's it's not just, you know, doing yoga. It's about um, finding what brings you joy. What is it that when you were younger that you enjoy doing, you know, for a lot of people, maybe it was painting, drawing, coloring, maybe it was building, maybe it was doing things with your hands. So it's like, remember when you were a kid, you had no money, your parents wouldn't, you know, couldn't pay for this or that, you know, what is it that you did that you enjoyed? Because you need to go back to that. And a lot of times when we go back to that and it's like, you know what, I just remember curling up on a couch, like having a cup of tea and reading. And that was just amazing. And, and it's like that cortisol level comes down significantly. I love that you said that because actually I know that everybody listening, like just, you know, went back in their brain and thought about what it was that they like to do. And when I was, you know, like younger, I did used to read like a ton of fiction. Um, yeah. And I don't do that anymore because I read still, but I, I, I don't read any fiction. Everything's like something to better my mind, yeah. my body, you yeah. know? Um, but I think you're right in that you know, I, we live in this time right now where especially moms, like we keep talking about moms because it really is, it's just, it's so exhausting, but, um, you can't, you feel guilty when you set aside time for something you already feel guilty when it's working out or, uh, work or whatever it is that's, you know, beneficial, but do I have time to sit down and read 30 minutes of something that's just like fiction? You know, no, I never do that, but you're right. Doing something like that 
it probably will send me into this like deep calm state internally that I don't even touch anymore because every minute I have, I'm feeling like I have to do something beneficial for my mind, my brain, my body, my inside. Yes. Everything. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you said that. Um, Next, leading into exercise and fitness, I want to talk about a couple of things here. But first, I want to start with the gym. Um, I personally am not back yet, but I want to know your thoughts on gym and COVID. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, I am a person that loves workout classes. Like I love physical classes and the community and that kind of thing. Um, So that's been hard on me personally, but I will say um, if you can do workout classes outdoors, I think that's great. And keeping distance is perfect. Um, And if you happen to be like a gym rat and you actually like going to the gym and your gym is open, you need to make sure you're wearing a mask first and foremost, even when you're working out, um, whether you're on the treadmill or you're whatever you're doing, lifting weights, you, I want to say, make sure you're wearing a good mask, obviously sana- hand sanitizing, or not hand sanitizing, but sanitizing everything, um, keeping your hands clean, washing, I mean, all the basic cares that I would say, look, if that is your thing, and that makes you happy, um, <clears throat> go, see how it is, but also scope out the gym, right, that you go to, if you, if you get to the, the front desk, and you realize, whoa, there's way too many people in here, leave, you know what I mean, like, you have to be smart about it, um, I know some of our gyms here in Georgia, because I did scope them out a couple times, they've moved the treadmills far apart, they moved the equipment, so there's definitely enough space. Um, and when I've been, I try to, I, I was going at like odd hours. Um, so again, really, really early in the morning or like um, later at night, you know, that nobody's there, not that many people are there. So of course, if you're going at peak times, there's gonna be more people there. So you have to be smart about it. You know, I'm not gonna say don't completely go to the gym or don't go to your workout class, but if it's a, if it's a, if it's a workout class, like I love bar, I like, I like yoga, a lot of those studios now have restrictions that will only allow six people in the studio or whatever, eight people in the studio at one time. So, you know, find out what they're doing. And I think most people are requiring masks now, so yeah. Yeah, but don't neglect your exercise routine, you know, and if, if you guys can get creative, there's so many, there's so many ways to still work out. Um, There's so many apps and there's so many programs that you can still do at home. If you are fearful because you've got elderly uh, grandparents around you or, or small babies. Yes. So, okay. Because like I mentioned earlier, my husband and I travel a lot um, for his job. So the fitness facilities in the hotels. Um, you know, the last few times we've been on the road, um, in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, no, I don't think we should go in there. Let's, you know, cause we are around elderly grandparents. Um, so, but he just left on his own for like five days. He literally just left. I know he's going to work out, but I guess it's from what you're saying, it's okay. If, for example, he probably will be the only person in there. Um, as long as he wipes his stuff down, um, it'll probably be okay. Cause I remember when all the COVID stuff first started coming out, it was like, it lives on everything for like 10 days and you have to wipe down all your groceries and everything. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Great question. Um, look, um, I will say what I really, the way I think I don't think it's as easy to get COVID as people make it sound like it is. So let me put it this way. I think the way people are getting COVID is close contact for a long duration of time. Okay. So 
that's that's especially and I'll tell you this because like I'm a physician. I've seen patients um, that have had COVID in my office. We're wearing PPE, but we didn't get COVID from our patients in the office, right? We I got COVID because of my nanny. She was around my kids. She didn't have a mask. They're close contact. You know, she's 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 changing my baby's diaper. You know, she's like loving on my child like it's her own, and then I'm going and loving on my child. So that's how we got it. I'm pretty sure that's how we got it. So it's close contact for a long period. That being said, you know, yes, there, COVID does live on some surfaces, right? That's why we want to make sure there's, you're constantly washing hands and disinfecting and that kind of thing. So it is a tough call, but if you're being cautious, like if you're going to a gym and the first thing you do is you're wiping everything down before you touch it and then you wash your hands right after, I mean, ideally you should not get it, right? But we will never know. I mean, it's it's so hard to say. You know what we need? To, we what we really need is like a big like COVID detector before like every room. Like, is it is there COVID here? Oh, okay, great. Yeah, okay, no, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, look, if, if you're working out, most of the times if you're lifting weights or anything, you have gloves anyway, right? So, and disinfecting that as well. So, um, last question that I have before we kind of wrap things up here is. As a medical professional that is so open to holistic um, and, you know, all of that nutrition and everything as well, um, what are your thoughts on all of the masks and sanitizing and cleaning um, on our immune system in general and, uh, you know, how they say, like, you know, it's okay for your kids to get sick and everything because it helps build their immune system. Um, what are your thoughts on that as humans at this point? Just curious. You know what? Um, you're, you're right. You know, we do want to make sure that our kids, ourselves, we are exposed to certain things because that builds up immunity, right? So there is the whole, you know, we want to be dirty. We want to play in dirt because it's good for our microbiome. The, diver the more diverse our microbiome is, the healthier we are. So there is that whole correlation. Um, you know, it's a fine line because you want to be safe. You want to be safe and you want to wash your hands. My personal take on all the hand sanitizers and bleach and everything is guys, just wash your hands. Like 20 seconds, warm water, soap and water, old school, old fashioned. You don't need a fancy soap, just wash your hands. Like that will go such a long way. Um, I do suspect, realistically, I'm gonna tell you in the next couple of years, maybe within the next five years, I do suspect we'll see more allergies, more autoimmune issues, more other things happening because the microbiome of a lot of people have been disrupted because everybody's overusing hand sanitizers. People are over disinfecting and cleaning. And I, and I do suspect that's gonna affect the microbiome in the future. Um, and that's gonna to lead to other things. But at the same time, you know, you gotta do what's important, right? I mean, we, nobody wants to get the virus and you don't know how it's gonna affect you. I mean, yes, I know a lot of you know young 20 year olds that do well, but then there's also that one 20 year old that uh, out of a hundred that has a really bad case of, of COVID and there's no rhyme or reason. And so that's why this virus is so scary and deathly because it kind of picks and chooses and, and we still don't know enough about it. Um, five years from now, we'll have more information. We can kind of say, okay, you're an at-risk population, but for right now, it's hard to say. Yes. Okay, great. Um, well, 
I could talk to you forever about all this stuff. I have so many questions and I know a lot of listeners do too. So first of all, um, listeners, I'm obviously going to tag all of Dr. Bindia's um, information in the details of this podcast and on our social media at Fit Girl Talk Radio. So you'll be able to find her and her practice and everything like that on there. But I did want you to tell us a little bit about um, how you are open to working with patients um, in the U.S. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, yes, I am in Atlanta, Georgia, but um, I see patients virtually all over. Um, it's, we were actually doing this before COVID hit. It wasn't a new thing because I have a lot of patients that travel for work. So we we actually had a virtual community. It's easy for me to see you online um, and then order blood work and analyze it and follow up with you. So it's actually great. Um, and many of my patients love it. And it's easy. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's so awesome because I didn't know that until I started talking with her in the beginning. Um, so, uh, definitely give her a follow. She's always talking about, um, beyond COVID. I mean, like, uh, cancer prevention, prevention and, uh, nutrition and, uh, meditation tips for this and that. She's got a ton of good info on her social media. So give her a follow. Um, and Dr. Bindia, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your knowledge, um, for your advice and everything. I loved having you on and I hope to have you on again next season. So thank you. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, please make sure to subscribe to Fit Girl Talk Radio and give us a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a great day. Have a great week. And as always, just do the best you can out there. And I promise we'll talk again soon.